Welcome to the conclusion of Pastor Tim's message, The Wisdom of the Soul Winner, from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. Ark in the Park is the name of our church's annual Halloween outreach event. For the last 24 years, we have defined Ark in the Park as a safe, Christ-centered, trick-or-treating alternative where kids will get more candy and have more fun than if they went anywhere else. And at the heart of Ark in the Park is the gospel. We share it with everyone who attends. We share the gospel in tract form. We share the gospel in one-on-one conversations at a good news tent. We share the gospel through public preaching. Why do we do it? Because winning souls is wise. Here's Pastor Tim. Number five is the way reason. The way reason winning souls is wise because heaven is exclusive. Heaven is exclusive. In John chapter 14, Jesus has been talking to his disciples about his impending death, his burial, and his resurrection. He's talking to them about heaven. He's talking to them about the Father's house and how many rooms, how many mansions are in that particular place devised for each person personally. And as Jesus finishes that statement or that paragraph, He says, where I go you know, and the way you know. And doubting Thomas (laughs) opens his mouth and inserts his foot just like somebody else I know. And he says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. And then he said this, no one comes to the Father except through me. That good, moral person who tries simply to live a good life. They're not going to heaven because of that. That person who's in church every week, Sunday after Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. They're not going to heaven because of that. That person who dares to walk the aisle and to find himself in the baptistry. They're not going to heaven for that. There's but one way. And it is Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Despite my deeds and despite my good intentions, I cannot get to heaven any other way than through Jesus. Sometimes you may read a story in the news about a group of Boy Scouts who get lost in the woods. Can you imagine being in that troop and having a map but never sharing that with anybody else. That's sometimes what we do with the gospel. We got the map. And yet we refuse to share it with those who are lost. Number six, maybe, is the instruction reason. The instruction reason. Winning souls is wise because we have been taught to do it. We've been taught to do it. Now, if there is one thing that Southern Baptists are good at, 
Well, that's eating. <laughs> if there's a second thing that Southern Baptists are good at, it's in having training programs. We do. We create them on our own. We, we steal them from other people and put our own label on them. But we have more training programs to do more things than you can shake a stick at. In fact, I think we have trained far more people to share their faith than who've ever shared their faith before. And there's a variety of programs, a variety of ways. We are not, not sharing the gospel for lack of instruction. We've been taught it. Jesus taught it. Jesus provided instructions for his disciples in a parable that he teaches. The master sends his servant out to invite people to the father's house. And as those refuse, he sends them out again and again and then even again. And he says to them, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. Jesus not only taught them by instruction, Jesus taught them by example. Do you remember in John chapter number 4, the Bible says, Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. You've studied that passage long enough to know that to Jesus, for Jesus to get from where he was to where he was going, he didn't have to go through Samaria to get there. But he had to go through Samaria that day because he had a divine appointment with a woman at the well. With that woman at the well, he told her everything about herself. He told her everything that she needed to know. And told him about himself. He said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never ever thirst again. And she says, give me some of that. That day, she asked Jesus into her heart. That day, she was saved. So simple. So simple. Just to go to a place where somebody you know is lost, share the gospel with them and let the Spirit of God do His work. We make it so complicated. We make it so much more difficult than it has to be. Why not just simply ask God to give you a divine appointment? God, send somebody my way today. Let's have a, let's have a meeting, Lord. Me? a lost person, and you. And let's see what happens. You might be surprised. Number next is next. It is the next reason. The next reason. Winning souls is wise because it perpetuates truth to the next generation. It perpetuates truth to the next generation. Growing up, I heard... The gospel from plenty of sources. I heard the gospel from my parents. I heard the gospel from my Sunday school teachers. I heard the gospel from my preachers. The gospel gets from one generation to the next generation because someone in that generation tells somebody in that generation about the gospel. How much do we really care about the next generation? There's some, even in church, 
who find the next generation to be a nuisance. And the reality is that they are people for whom Christ died, that He created in their image. We get upset because children cry or talk or scribble or bump around in church or knock the paint off walls. What do you want? You want a clean church? You want children. Can't have both. You want a, you want a, a disruption-free service? Or you want children? The Bible says where no oxen are, the trough is clean. Give me a messed up trough any day, if that's the case. Jesus is the one who said, let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven. It's this generation telling that generation how they might be saved. That story in John chapter 4 of Jesus meeting the woman at the well, Remember what happened as soon as she invited Jesus to come into her heart? The Bible says that she left her water, the very thing that she had come to work on that day, and went back into the town and began to tell other people, I have found the Messiah. Come and see for yourself. And the Bible says this, Many of the Samaritans of that city believed in Jesus because of the word of the woman who testified. Who are you testifying to? Who are you bearing witness to? Whose soul are you trying to win? The culture is after that soul. TV is after that soul. School is after that soul. The devil is after that soul. Win it. Win it for Jesus. The next reason is the negligence reason. The negligence reason. Winning souls is wise because my hands are stained if I don't. They are. I shared my faith for the very first time when I was in college. It was due in large part to a, a little booklet that an older man in our church gave to me. I still remember the cover. It was a green cover and had a pair of hands on it that were soaked in blood. The little booklet dealt with Ezekiel chapter number 3 where God calls Ezekiel the son of man. Listen to what the Bible says. God says, Son of man, Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, Hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity but his blood I will require at your hand. I hate to admit it, but the blood of far too many are on my hands. People that I've been too busy to talk to. People that I've been too scared to talk to. 
People that I felt too inadequate to talk to. Or people, sadly, that I felt too close to, to talk to. God says He will require the penalty of their sin from me. Because I have been negligent of passing out the warning. I want to be like the Apostle Paul. He said, I kept back nothing. I kept back nothing from you that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. I may have blood on my hands right now, but I don't want any more. I don't want any more. I don't want to be negligent to the things that God has given to us to do. Number nine is the exalted reason. The exalted reason. Winning souls is wise because it glorifies God. Maybe... Maybe other than simply following the command of my master. You know, obedience is its own reward, right? Maybe, maybe besides that one, this may be the most important reason of them all. Why is winning souls wise? Because it glorifies God. God is glorified to that. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus says, by this, by this. My Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. There are four types of fruit given in the Bible. Instead of giving you all four of those and taking time to do that, let me just give you one. One is reproducing kind after kind. In other words, oranges produce more oranges. Apples produce more apples. And Christians ought to produce more Christians. That fruit that we have is there simply to glorify God. That pastor that I told you about a while ago, Brother Bobby, humble, godly man. We were in staff meeting one day, and one of our guys, the guy that worked with our college students, said, Brother Bobby, I want you to pray for my dad, that my dad would be saved. That's a good prayer request, isn't it? Brother Bobby said to him, why? I was taken aback. I didn't dare say anything. What do you mean, why? Why why wouldn't you want to pray for somebody to be saved, right? So this guy's name was Steve, and Steve said, well, so that my mom can have a Christian husband, so that we can have a Christian family. And Brother Bobby said that I'm not going to pray with you about that. And I thought, I am not opening my mouth because whatever he is is going to be wrong. Brother Bobby said, when you can come to a point that you will pray for your dad to be saved, simply that God is glorified, then I will join you in your prayer. A soul winner doesn't undertake those tasks For any reason, really, other than the glory of God, that's worth it all. Having said that, let me give you one more. It's the reward reason. It's the reward reason. We don't do it for the reward, but the reward is a reality. 
And so it is wise to win souls due to the reward that is offered. Well, what reward is there more than just gaining a brother or sister in Christ? More than the satisfaction of knowing that someone has been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. I mean, what's, what's better than that? Listen to the way the psalmist describes it in Psalm 126. He says, Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. If you are so burdened for your loved one, that you weep, you weep over their lost condition. You bear seed of the gospel, sowing that into their lives. Imagine what life is like when they receive the gospel. Doubtless, he says, you will come again with rejoicing and you bring that sheave, you bring that person, that one that you have won right along with you. What greater thing to take with you to heaven. You can't take your money with you. You can't take your house with you. You can't take your car with you. But you can take souls with you and to present those things before the Lord. This joy is not just temporal. I mean, there ain't nothing like seeing somebody give their heart to Jesus. There is a temporal joy, but it's an eternal joy. Remember, we're going to stand before the Bema seat. We're going to stand before that judgment seat of Christ. And He's going to hand out crowns. One of those is called the crown of rejoicing. Listen to what Paul says about it. He says, For what is our hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? For you are our glory and our joy. There ain't no joy like the joy of a soul winner. Of not only going to heaven, but being able to escort someone else there. Maybe that's why Paul says how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. We have plenty of reasons, don't we? When the Bible says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise, we know that it's wise to win souls. We've got plenty of reasons to know why it's wise. Did you take good notes today? Then you're ready to fill in the top, aren't you? Take the first letter of every one of those reasons and you're writing up the top. I want to be a soul winner. Do you? Do you? Is that just something in your notes? To be a good soul winner means that your soul needs to be won. That you need to have given your heart to Jesus. Have you done that really? I mean really, you know that you know that you belong to Christ, that you've given your heart and your life to Him. You know that your last breath here is your first breath there. 
simply because of whose you are. If not, you can settle that today. Come and say, Tim, I, I want to know. I want to know that I know that I belong to Him. Maybe you're able to say, I do know. I am 100% confident that I belong to Jesus. And why not do the one thing here that you'll never be able to do there? There's only one. Only one noble thing that you can't do in heaven. And that's win people to Jesus. But you can do it now. And in all likelihood, you already have somebody in mind. So let me ask you to do this. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Would you spend just a moment with Jesus in prayer? Maybe you would start the way that we kind of finished out your notes. Jesus, I want to be a soul winner. He's the one who, provide, who promised to provide you with power. He is the one who can provide you with opportunity. He needs you to give him your obedience. Would you seal that in commitment today? Maybe you would want to come to me and say, Tim, I want to be a soul winner. I'll pray with you about that. Maybe we're going to come to the altar. And that altar, weep before the Lord. Lord, I want to be a soul winner because so-and-so needs to be saved. What do you need to do today? Let's do it. Jesus, We're grateful for your presence. Grateful to see your glory on display. May it be seen in us and our response in these moments. We need your help if we're going to be a soul winner. We need your help if we're going to give our hearts to you. Jesus, bless this moment. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today and invites you to check out other episodes here on our podcast broadcast. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.